0: The apartment was all in shadow. It wasn't normal for Claudine Pommier to keep her curtains tightly drawn, even on a bright and sunny June afternoon. But then it wasn't normal for someone to be stalking her and trying to kill her either. Claudine was tense as she padded barefoot down the gloomy, narrow hallway. She prayed the boards wouldn't creak and give her away. A moment ago, she'd been certain she could hear footsteps outside the triple-locked door. Now she heard them again. Holding her breath, she reached the door and peered through the dirty glass peephole. The aged plasterwork and wrought iron railing of the old apartment building's upper landing looked distorted through the fisheye lens. Claudine felt a flood of relief as she recognized the tiny figure of her neighbor, Madame Lefort, with whom she shared the top floor. The octogenarian widow locked up her apartment and started heading for the stairs. She was carrying a shopping basket. Claudine unlatched the security chain, slid back both bolts and the deadlock, and rushed out of the door to catch her. Madame Lefort, hang on, wait. The old woman was fit and sprightly from decades of negotiating the five flights of winding stairs each day. She was also as deaf as a tree, and Claudine had to repeat her name three more times before she caught her attention. Bonjour, mademoiselle Pommier," the old woman said with a yellowed smile. Madame Lefort, Are you going out? Claudine said loudly. To do my shopping. Is something wrong, dear? You don't look well. Claudine hadn't slept for two nights. Migraine, she lied. Bad one. Would you post a couple of letters for me? Madame Lafour looked at her tenderly. Of course, you poor dear. Shall I get you some aspirin too? It's okay, thanks. Hold on a moment. Claudine rushed back into the apartment. The two letters were lying on the table in the salon, sealed and ready but for the stamps. Their contents were identical, their addressees half a world apart. She snatched them up and rushed back to the door to give them to Madame Lefort. "'This one's for Canada,' she explained. "'This one for Sweden.' "'Where?' the old woman asked, screwing up her face. "'Just show the person at the counter.' Claudine said, as patiently as she could. They'll know. Tell them the letters have to go registered international mail, express delivery. Have you got that? Say again? Registered international mail, Claudine repeated more firmly. It's terribly, terribly important. The old woman inspected each letter in turn, an inch from her nose. Canada, Sweden, she repeated as though they were addressed to Jupiter and Saturn. That's right, Claudine held out a handful of euros. This should cover the postage. Keep the change. You won't forget, will you? As the old woman headed off down the stairs, Claudine hurried back to her apartment and locked herself in. All she could do now was pray that Madame LaFor wouldn't forget, or manage to lose the letters halfway to the post office. There was no other way to get word out to the only people she could trust. Two allies she knew would come to her aid, if it wasn't too late already. Claudine ventured to the window. She reached out nervously and pulled the edge of the curtain back a crack. The afternoon sunlight streamed in, making her blink. Five floors below, the traffic was filtering along the narrow street. But that wasn't what Claudine was watching. She swallowed. The car was still there in the same parking space at the curbside right beneath her windows, where it had been sitting since yesterday. She was completely certain it was the same black Audi with dark-tinted glass that had followed her from Fabian's family country home two days ago. And before that, the same car that had tried to run her down in the street and only narrowly missed her. It still made her tremble to think of it. She quickly drew the curtain shut again, hoping that the men inside the car hadn't spotted her at the window she was pretty sure there were three of them. Her instinct told her they were sitting inside it, just waiting. On her return from Fabian's place, after the scare and the realization she was being followed, she hadn't intended to remain here in the apartment any longer than it took to pack a few things into a bag and get the hell out. But the car had appeared before she'd been able to escape, and now she was trapped. Were these the men that Daniel had warned her about? If that was the case...